Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 42 with Savannah Kiefer, aka the Dorky Diva. Uh, so this is a uh, big uh, Star Wars focused episode, but also on uh, Savannah and her journey and kind of her path to uh, working for herself, starting her own business, uh, doing social media stuff, and just all that she has learned and loves about the Star Wars franchise. Uh, she talks about it a lot in her podcast of the same name over at Dorky Diva. So we'll link out to all the stuff that we mentioned in the episode as per usual, but really fun. Uh, just really appreciated uh, Savannah's insights and her sharing her story and her giving some of her time. So uh, strap in and enjoy this awesome episode after this brief message. This will be episode number 42 with Savannah Kiefer. This episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast is brought to you by Top Hat, the teaching app that makes active learning come to life. Top Hat helps thousands of professors create their perfect course. Our app is easy to use and allows you to engage your class, adopt next generation textbooks, and run tests, all within a secure digital environment. See why faculty in over 700 colleges and universities across North America trust Top Hat to power their classrooms. Visit tophat.com slash geek. That's tophat.com slash geek. Well, and, uh, yeah, where did you uh, head off to? I went to Portland for the weekend. It was my first time there. And then um, one of my friends came out and visited me, and it was her birthday this weekend. So we did two days in Portland, then we did two days in Seattle, which is where I live. But we did more, like, touristy stuff here. Um, so she just left last night, and that's why today I was, like, getting back into the swing of things and kind of got a little off schedule. Well, and I guess, yeah, it's nice uh people visit from out of town, it can kind of be uh, a tourist in your, you know, your hometown yeah. or whatever, or just, uh, yeah, sometimes like it's, I know people like complain where it's like, uh, especially, um, I live in Baltimore now, but like when I was closer to DC, anytime people came from out of town to DC, they'd always want to do like all the museums and stuff. And it's usually like, right. okay, that's what everybody wants to do. So you like always take people. So it's like, you know, wait until the next person comes to visit. If you're yeah. like, oh, I want to go see that exhibit. It's like if somebody comes from out of town, you're probably going to go there anyway. So don't like quadruple, <laughs> you know, trips there. It kind of worked out because I've only lived here for a few months. And rather than doing touristy stuff, my fiance and I just go hike like all the time, we're like always out in nature, but I wanted to do stuff in the city with my friends. So it kind of worked out because I hadn't done a lot of this stuff before. Um, but then my parents are coming to visit uh, next month and I'm just like, okay, here we go. We got to do all the touristy stuff again. <laughs> like, yeah. well, you know, kind of like master the art or something. It's like, oh, we should start here then go here and then like eat over yeah. here or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll have a really good schedule planned out for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, and get started here. So yeah, really appreciate you making time uh, for the episode here. I sort of just stumbled across you, um, I think, when I reached out originally when you um, were at the premiere of Solo uh, a couple of months yeah. ago, which was really cool. And so I'm sure you might uh, talk a little bit more about that and how that came about. But um, you sort of have the similar mindset, I, I think, to me of just sort of the... Um, geeky personal brand sort of thing you know just sort of like melding yeah. the things that you're into um and always doing it kind of with a geeky lens so yeah. uh, i'm excited to hear a little bit more about your path and everything so if you just want to uh awesome. kick things off and uh introduce yourself and kind of you know brief version of your professional journey and how you got to be where you are today okay cool my name is savannah Kiefer, also known as the dorky diva and i am kind of 
a lot of things combined into one. By day, I'm a social media manager. By night, I'm a blogger. Um, I love to blog about geek fashion and pretty much anything Star Wars related. I also have a podcast called The Dorky Diva Show where I sit down with my co-host Brian and we just talk about everything under the sun that's related to Star Wars. Um, I started off with my professional journey. I decided when I was pretty young that I really wanted to go into public relations because I thought it was interesting how PR can help brands um, basically with so many different facets of communication to their audience. And I just was really interested in it from a young age. And I went to school. Um, I got my bachelor's degree at the University of North Florida in public relations and I ended up not even doing anything with public relations because as I graduated, I was finding myself more and more immersed in social media um, with my blog. Like I love being online, talking with other Star Wars fans about what we love. And all of that communication is done on social media. So um, now I do that by day. And my first job was actually a videographer and social media position with the fangirl lifestyle company, Her Universe. They do all kinds of cool fangirl fashion. And the founder of the company is Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is now back, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm, yes. um, so for about a year, I did videos for her brand um, that were on YouTube and all her social media platforms. And I would run both her business social media and her personal social media. So everything for her universe is under one brand, uh, whether it comes from Ashley's voice or the brand's voice, it all needs to be cohesive. And so I always took care of that. And now I'm doing social media from home for, you know, a few different brands, uh, a lot of tech companies and a couple fandom companies as well. Um, But it's just nice to be able to Work from home, work for yourself. Um, I learned a lot of things working for a few other businesses before, and now I get to kind of combine all of my loves into one thing, which is really exciting. Very cool. Um, yeah, I guess it's cool. Like you're able to help because I, I think you're well connected in those community. Like you're just a, a very, you know, uh, excited, like enthusiastic fan, <laughs> and you get to help these other um, sort of organizations and groups and companies and stuff and businesses. Um, you know, it might be hard for them to have like a full-time like established person. So if it's almost just like, okay, well I'll like do a little bit here, a little bit, there, you know, you just kind of like ad hoc yeah. it together and then you're able to just like, you know, kind of just spread, spread the the goodness around yeah. of, you know, what you've learned and everything. Um, I think it's, you know. I think it's interesting because a lot of brands these days are hiring fans to do their like community management or social media management. And I know a lot of businesses kind of look down on that because they're like, oh, well, our fans, you know, are going to be too excited about basically working here to do their job well. And I think that is the case sometimes. But I think in some cases, especially when I worked at Her Universe, I was such a fan of the clothing and I knew the product so well that I was able to help more people because of that. Um, for example, I would get messages from women online on the Her Universe pages and they would be like, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm usually a size, you know, whatever, you know, what size should I get in this specific Star Wars dress? And I'll be like, well, here's what you need. Like I actually own the product, so here's how it fits. And I think that, uh, kind of gave me an edge on what I did every day because I knew, uh, the fandoms they were talking about. I knew the characters they were talking about. I knew, you know, stuff about the fit of the clothing. And 
I think more businesses need to take note of that and hire people who are really familiar with their products because it helps you deliver the product to the customer better and really help them out in a special way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I see that a lot of just like, yeah, like how organizations might like, yeah, like recruit and yeah, like how the mindsets of people are when they're working at different places where it's like, yeah, you could be just like a, social media manager who happens to work, you know, in these like kind of fandom communities versus like, no, like I'm a part of those fandom communities. And I also yeah. happen to do like social media, man- you know, like it's sort of like you're right. in those spaces and you're able to like, maybe yeah, communicate using a language or yeah, it's like, I, you know, I use this stuff, right? Yeah, I'm a fan yeah. of this stuff. I know everything versus like, yeah, you don't even know who the characters are. So you just like, or, you know, exactly. it, I guess it could like, sort of go either way like if you were like the best social media manager on the planet it's like well, yes we should get you even though you don't really know the stuff but it's like right balance you know like it, you would hope that it would be balanced like you're really good at your job but you're also like somebody who's really into the stuff that we're you know sort of uh, talking about here so um and it's like the best uh, of both you know, worlds yeah um and i will say i have uh the Ahsoka Tano uh, Funko Pop on my shelf amidst other Star right. Wars Funkos. It's the one from Rebels, which is like, I think when she's like peak Ahsoka, like I, I just, yes. her character and her arc and she has like the gray lightsabers or whatever. Um, so super cool. Um, <laughs> that's like one of the ones I'm most proud of. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm curious then, you, you know, you mentioned you're not doing like formalized public relations work and how most people would probably view that, you know, obviously just utilizing communication skills and stuff that you've learned in college. But, you know, if it was maybe a class or something you're involved in or something like that, you know, thinking back to your college days, uh, what is something that you got from that experience that you still, you know, still kind of resonates with you either like personally and or professionally? Yeah, college was a really tough time for me because I'm not, I was not your typical college student that wanted to go party and like, be in a sorority and be social all the time. I was very to myself. Um, I didn't go to parties and I was really there just to focus on school. But I think that really did give me an advantage because I really just wanted to have conversations with my professors, like in their office hours about assignments, about my future, about my goals, rather than like going to a party and talking about, you know, the cute guy across the room. Like I just wasn't (laughs) into that. (laughs) Um, but it really did help me because now I still have like professional relationships with a couple of my, uh, senior level professors from school. And it's nice to have those kind of mentors in my life, even though I'm not really going down the path of PR, like I had planned or like I had intended to, it's nice to have people that understand who I am as a person and understand what I love And they know that I love Star Wars. I talked about it all the time. And they wanted to see me um, kind of achieve whatever I wanted to do in the realm of Star Wars because that was my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think in college, you know, even though I studied public relations, it did help me do what I am doing now because my umbrella degree was communication. And then my... um, my focus was in public relations. And then I also minored in photography. And as a social media manager, um, I've had all sorts of different jobs where I have to shoot the content and then post it and write the caption. And 
taking communication courses teaches you how to write in AP style, uh, which is something that not very many people know how to do these days, I feel like. So even though I didn't go to school for marketing, which is what most social media managers do, you know, you learn how to market something. I learned how to clearly tell a story about a product and how to capture that product visually, like with, you know, a, a great photo or a cool GIF or a great video. Um, and I I look at myself as a self-taught person. So a lot of things in social media that I didn't learn in school, I'll just go online and figure it out and teach myself. And that's something that I really encourage a lot of people to do. Um, I don't think college is for everyone personally. I think there's a lot of things out there, uh, a lot of different professions that don't really require you to go to school. But I encourage people that if they do go to college, you know, use your time in school to really learn everything that you want to do, whether you're learning it in class or you're learning it on your laptop in the library. Um, I used a lot of that time to develop my blog more. And, you know, just having a blog has taught me how to do really simple domain hosting and really simple coding and photography and things like that. So um, I think even though, you know, I'm not really going after public relations anymore, my college experience was still positive because I learned so many other things along the way that weren't related to public relations. And I think the, the biggest thing that everyone can learn from school is how to be organized and self-motivated. And I was actually homeschooled from middle school through high school. And when you're homeschooled, you don't really have you know, classmates around you saying, oh, you know, did you do your homework? Or, um, you know, teachers asking you to turn in your homework. Like, yes, my parents would would go over that kind of stuff. But it taught me to be self-motivated. And in college, it really made me even more in tune with that. Um, and I think a lot of current high school students are kind of getting in the bad habit of, um, you know, just waiting for their teacher to to remind them to turn in an assignment. Whereas in the real world, you have to be self-motivated and you have to remember to do those things. And I think that's what college really taught me. And I think that's what school can teach everyone. Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting sometimes where it's like sometimes less about, you know, the formal textbook learning that you're getting in college. It's just all the other stuff and the connections and like, yeah, like you said, just like organization, like those are the things that are most valuable. And some students, you know, if you're going like far away from home in a place really different or, you know, like interacting with different people, it's just like that personal growth, finding your identity and like, you know, as somebody who works sort of in that, like sort of not in the classroom experience in higher ed, it's, you know, that's what we're trying to support where, you know, there is important learning that's also happening in the classroom. And I think, and you certainly went about things in a really good way of, you know, nurturing connections with faculty, which I don't think, you know, as many people do, you know, <laughs> not as many people do it as they should. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like, yeah, that kind of collection of little things that, you know, are just kind of universal skill, like they're you know beneficial to you, you know, throughout your entire life and, you know, it can be beneficial that way. But yeah, there's also so many other learning platforms and, you know, things you can do that, you know, maybe don't require a four-year degree or, you know, master's or PhD, get a two-year yeah. degree or certificate or, you know, anything like that. But um, yeah, sometimes like school is just valuable for, you know, the experience and the things that you learn uh, sort of informally. But yeah. Um, yeah, and it seems like, yeah, I guess like <laughs> with your degree, it's like for what you're doing now, 
it's like those two houses are kind of like neighbors, you know, like very yeah. closely related and like, you know, communication, yeah. I guess maybe, you know, different theories and stuff behind it, but it's like so transferable kind of in the same neighborhood and such. So, yeah. It's yeah. not like I studied biology and now I'm doing social media. Like they are very, <laughs> very similar things. Thank goodness. But it is interesting. I know people that I went to school with, um, that studied PR with me and they're doing totally random things as well. But I think we all learned in school that, we just kind of figured out what we wanted to do along the way and we figured out how to communicate with people. And ultimately that's like the most important thing. Um, you know, jobs will come and go, things will change degrees, you know, at the end of the day, aren't the most important thing about college, but yeah, I definitely learned a lot along the way. Very cool. Um, well, this lead us kind of chronologically to, um, you know, where you are now and you're doing, um, you know, just a lot of that social media marketing work. Um, and I guess too, if you want to talk maybe a little bit about like, um, cause I guess it's part of the mix of like your podcast and your blog and that sort of thing. It's just like, what do you enjoy most about maybe just that, you know, <laughs> that array of different things that you do, you know, like as, if that's sort of like something that helps keep you engaged, that it's, you know, a lot of different things versus just uh, one job. Um, but yeah, just kind of explore, I guess, you know, what you really enjoy about the work that you're doing right now. Yeah. I think what makes me so excited about what I do now is that because I have built up such an awesome community through my blog, um, on my various social media accounts, I learned so much through those accounts that help me in my actual work. So I'm always staying up to date with different digital trends and like Instagram is always adding new things. Like there's Instagram TV now. And because I'm on social media so much, uh, just to interact with people who read my blog, it helps me with my day-to-day work when I'm helping clients that, you know, don't even know about Instagram TV. And I'm like, oh, well, this would be a great feature for you because you're always posting videos. You know, here's another way you can do it. Um, And it is nice because since I get to work from home, I have so much more time in the day to get everything done that I need to do. And I know like previously when I worked at her universe, it took me an hour to drive to work every day and an hour to drive back. Well, that's two hours a day burned up and I had to have a scheduled like meal break for lunch. Well at home I can just eat and work at the same time, you know, like I don't have to, you know, legally not be working while I'm on my lunch break. Um, so it's, it's nice that I get to kind of build my own schedule. I wake up pretty early in the day. I get up usually around six in the morning and I'm done by like two in the afternoon. And then I have the rest of the day to work on my blog. So the beginning of the day is all work for my clients. Then the end of the day is usually when I start brainstorming on what my next blog post is going to be, or, you know, coming up with content to post for the next day. And it's nice because it gives me so much time to actually accomplish those things where I think most people who work like a nine to five job come home at the end of the day and they're so tired from work that they've lost all of their, you know, creative motivation and they don't have time or the energy to work on their personal projects. Um, and I'd love for one day the dorky diva to become something that might be my full-time job. I don't know what that would be yet, but it's definitely on my radar. It's something that I think about a lot. Um, but it is nice that right now, um, I can be really flexible and I just really love social media management because you have such personal connections with the client you're working for and you're trying to deliver the best message possible to engage people with their product or service that they are providing. And it's challenging. And I like having a challenge. I'm always trying to figure out new ways to do things online that are different and eye-catching because 
social media now is so heavily saturated, like you have to stand out, but it's a good thing because it pushes me to constantly learn new things and research like different trends that are coming out. Um, so it's challenging and it's, it's kind of funny because a lot of, you know, older people who might not use social media have no idea what, what I do. They're just like, Oh, you post on Facebook. That must be a really easy job. And I'm just like, well, not really. (laughs) There's a lot more to it. Um, but it is neat because I'm constantly learning new things and I also have time to work on my personal project. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm starting to, uh, foray into that, uh, working from home. Uh, it's like, a fully remote like job that I just got that I'm transitioning into. And I'm just curious to see Cause yeah, like that was, I used to live close to my old job. So like, you know, commuting wasn't much of a pain, but then I uh, moved and yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like two hours just gone out of every day. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think just like that, like lack of stress of like dealing with commutes, but just having more time free and like, you know, yeah, just uh, I feel like just, more clarity, you know, like, you know, to come up with ideas to get things done, more time to get things done and all that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that'll be, uh, that'll be nice. And I'm glad that, uh, cause I guess it's, it's just interesting to me, like, I guess pretty early on for you, like if that was just kind of like an instant turnoff of just like, like I want to yeah. do this work kind of like in my own way. And <laughs> yeah. like, cause some people are like, Oh, I've been doing this for like 15 years. And no. now I'm like trying to like, yeah. <laughs> I knew like into month two of driving to work every day. I was like, mm, no, <laughs> like I'm only 22 years old and I'm starting to develop my own social media business so I can continue doing this forever because I just have realized no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I don't like working for other people. Um, and I come from a family of small business owners. My dad has owned his own business for as long as I've been around. And I can see how much he enjoys his work because he's the one in control. Whereas most people who don't like their jobs don't like them because someone is bossing them around telling them what to do or you know, really heavily critiquing their work. So I think uh, I'm all for kind of doing your own thing and starting your own business. It's a lot of hard work, but I think ultimately in the long run, it will really pay off. And I think I'll be much happier than driving to work every day for like an hour. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's better and like working remotely and flexibly, like something generally I advocate advocate for, even for people that work with like kind of a corporate environment, but then like, yeah, like you and and kudos to you. Cause again, I think a lot of people will deal with it for longer than they should. Like, you felt that compulsion and just sort of like went with it. And I think, yeah, like having role model, you know, in your family of people who have been able to just like, you know, kind of start their own thing, I think is really, really great. And obviously you can, you know, as a society, if we, you know, sort of encourage people to be those role models for other people, because everybody may not have those within like their own circles or whatever, um, just so they can see what the, because I think we need to maybe like rebrand the whole like entrepreneurial, you know, because people think yeah. it's just like startups and you have like explosive growth or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're essentially no. starting a small business. Like it's it's kind of the same thing. They've just put this different kind of coat of paint on it. Um, but it's like, yeah, yeah, like you're running your small business and you had some role models to see what that would be like. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's really neat cool. too, because someone else that I went to school with is doing the same thing. She started her own marketing firm and we're kind of learning from each other and she's been doing it for longer than I have. She's also older than me. So she has a lot more experience under her belt, but it's just really neat to see young people doing this because to me in my head, when I was growing up and I thought of business owners, I thought of, you know, old adults, like people in their, 
you know, upper 40s, 50s who have learned so much in their years of working for corporate, you know, companies and then doing their own thing. But I have noticed lately a lot of younger people are doing their own thing, which I think is great. And when I noticed that was a trend, I was just like, hmm, I think I could do this. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, in the long run, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. But at least I took it, you know, at least I gave it a shot and took the chance. Um, and hopefully it'll be worth it. Yeah. yeah and you're still building experience and yeah, yeah. You can take that with you anywhere. And um, yeah, because I guess it's also like, yeah, like you're saying, like this type of work if you're going to do it well, takes time and effort and, you know, experience mm-hmm. of, you know, managing tools and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's cool that you're able to, to bring that expertise to other folks that, uh, can benefit from it. But, yeah. um, well, I guess, um, you know, you've mentioned obviously geeking out about like star Wars is your big thing and, you know, that's a big focus of your podcast and stuff. So, I guess if you want to like dig deeper about like the aspects of that, that you geek out about or um, anything else that's part of the um, kind of pantheon of things that are uh, big geekdoms for you. Um, but yeah, just anything that's kind of capturing your yeah. attention lately. Yeah. Star Wars is the biggest thing for me because I discovered Star Wars at a very young age. I've always been around it because my older brother has been obsessed with it ever since he was born. My mom is a huge fan. So I was kind of born into this family that loves Star Wars. Um, But it really wasn't until The Clone Wars came out uh, in like 2008 that I kind of claimed my fandom and realized that I loved Star Wars. And at the same time, that's when I was discovering like the internet and forums and social media. And I think my love for Star Wars kind of grew with other people online. Um, I I loved Star Wars so much because I found other people online that loved it as much as I did and I became friends with them. And I also like started a blog back when I was, I think I was 12 when I started my first blog. Um, But it was just such a cool experience. I was newly homeschooled and I wasn't really around my friends very often. So I had to kind of figure out how to occupy myself. And Star Wars was kind of that thing that gave me something to do and also be creative. So I could watch the Clone Wars and see a new episode and then you know, go on my blog and write about it and connect with other people that were also into Star Wars. So it kind of all started from there. And now it's just this huge thing where it's the pinnacle of my life. It's very important to me because all of the close friends that I have, I've made via Star Wars and I'm getting married soon. And my fiance and I actually met at a Star Wars convention six years ago. Um, And we've been friends for a long time. So it's just, to me, it's all about the personal connections I've made with people. And that's what always brings me back to Star Wars. And there's so many other things that I love in fandom. Like, I'm a really big fan of Indiana Jones. But I feel like the online community for Indiana Jones is like much smaller than the online community for Star Wars fans. So I definitely skew to Star Wars way more than other fandoms because it's just so rich online. And there's so much content out there to consume I mean, there's so many fan podcasts and fan artwork and so many things that people are creating because they're being inspired by Star Wars. And that's what I'm doing, too. I like to style outfits that are inspired by Star Wars characters. And it's just really neat because it's such a creative space. And it all kind of started just from these weird sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. So um, Star Wars will always be the thing that I am geeking out about because at least now with Disney owning it, there's always going to be something new as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Well, I like what you've been doing with your your podcast too. Just like because I think it's keeping up with the things that are going on now, but then uh, you're also um, doing like kind of revisiting the prequels and kind of like talking about those too. So like because um, I guess you know yeah, it's this thing that's been a part of your life for a long time, and I think maybe people don't necessarily like you know revisit it as much, or even like if they do, like the way that you're doing, like having these like very critical, deeper conversations about it or like what it's meant to you or means to you now and different points in your life and stuff like that. So I guess, cause yeah, I'd want to ask like, you know, you've alluded to big things that it's given you, you know, kind of positively contributed to your life and like your, your partner and all that. But I yeah. guess like, you know, especially now as you're kind of like revisiting things and just like the new stuff that's coming out, like, you know, and obviously it's giving you like community and your, you know, different like job opportunities, you know, the, the interest that you have, you know, just, I guess because yeah, I'm most most of at this point. I guess like with the podcast, like you know, you're you're viewing it in a different lens and talking about it. So like, you know, when you're looking at this inspiration and the content and the messages and all that, like how you see like Star Wars contributing to your life positively in that way. Maybe if it's like changed over time or like if you see different things in different ways. I don't know, like. I'm like having a hard time like kind of like capturing like this yeah. question in my head, but I guess just that idea of like you know obviously. Star Wars has definitely been a positive contributor to your life, but I guess just like as you're revisiting things and it continues to be a presence, like what are those different maybe like messages or things that you're picking up on over time? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me on Star Wars is the message of hope. And it's such a positive influence because of the messages they share in the movies and the comics and the shows and everything. Um, But ultimately for me, I think I just fell in love with the characters at such a young age that I feel like those are my heroes, you know, like Han Solo is my hero. And so when the new Solo movie came out, I was just so pumped for that movie. And the podcast is such a fun avenue to talk about Star Wars because I'm not sitting there writing a blog by myself. I'm like engaging with someone else. Like my co-host Brian has very different views on Star Wars than I do. And he also has different life experiences, which bring him to different views on Star Wars. So it's always fun for me to have conversations with other people about it and find out, you know, what is it about Star Wars that everyone loves? Like there's always different reasons why someone loves Star Wars. Um, I always hear different stories from how people discovered it to how they consume it to, you know, why it's still an important part of their lives today. And I love doing that on the podcast because it's just, it's just interesting to hear other people's stories. Um, but definitely the movies themselves, like without any of the personal connections I've made from it, any of that stuff, what brings me back to Star Wars is the just clean fun and encouragement, hope, and inspiration. And at the end of the, the day, it, it reflects life, I think, in really big ways. And I have a hard time connecting with other sci-fi franchises because I don't find them as personally relatable, but Star Wars to me is very reflective of real life. And a lot of the characters in Star Wars I can personally relate to because they've gone through struggles, you know, like I've never been kicked out of the Jedi order, you know, like Ahsoka, but I've gone through similar situations where you have to make a choice to leave something, um, and kind of forge a new path. And I think that's why Star Wars is such a big deal in my life because I've learned so much from it. Yeah. 
Um, definitely agree. Yeah. Like the hope thing is like a big thing for me that resonates. And yeah, I mean, they're just like a fun time at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like you're saying, like kind of in a vacuum, it's like, that is what like awesome movie theaters were built for is like these epic adventures like that, that have like a good message and, you know, take the whole family to pretty much anybody can see them and just kind of have a good time. So, um, but then, yeah, it's like, also, yeah, if you're like really like, you know, getting deep into the lore and all the expanded universe or just like, you know, um, I think, yeah, if you revisit it at different times, like different things might kind of uh, prop up more. But um, yeah, and I guess, you know, on that, is there other stuff Star Wars related or otherwise, I guess, um, that you're like reading, watching, listening to? Because um, again, yeah, you know, Star Wars obviously has a huge like expanded universe, different content mediums and all that. Um, so yeah, I guess anything kind of specific, uh, content yeah. that you could like link out to in the show notes that's, uh, grabbing your yeah, I'm, I'm not a big reader to be honest, but I do listen to a ton of podcasts and right now the two that I listen to most frequently are the interesting podcast and sky talkers podcast. So the interesting podcast is actually my co-host Brian's own podcast and he talks to pretty much anyone under the sun that he thinks has an interesting life story or could be interesting to talk to. So he's talked to different uh, CGI artists at ILM. He's talked to different creature performers from the Star Wars movies. He's talked to actors. He's talked to small business owners. He's talked to cosplayers, like literally anyone and everyone you can think of, he's talked to them. Um, But it's just so neat because there's always the same theme within their stories is a lot of times people uh, who are very successful that he talks to, they share their stories of failure and struggle. And I just think it's great to remember that, you know, everyone fails at some point and the important thing is just to learn from it and get back up and keep going. Um, and the interesting podcast inspires me because, because Brian talks to so many different people. It just makes me remember like, how small I am in this big world, you know, but we're all very similar because we go through so many similar uh, experiences in our lives. Um, so that's a really good one. And uh, it's it's kind of Star Wars influenced, but he talks to a lot of other people that have nothing to do with Star Wars. So it has a good mix. If you are a Star Wars fan, you'll enjoy it. If not, there's plenty of other content um, in his episodes that will interest you as well. Um, and then the second one I mentioned is Sky Talkers podcast. It's hosted by two of my really good friends, Charlotte and Caitlin. Um, it's a all female hosted podcast, which I think is really great. And these girls are probably in my opinion, the only people on the internet right now that are having deeply intellectual conversations about Star Wars. And it's fascinating to me because I, when I watch Star Wars, I sit down to have a good time. And I don't sit there and think about the inner workings of the character's mind and like their psychology and all of that. Like I just, I'm very much a surface level consumer when it comes to Star Wars as far as uh, understanding the characters and the depth of their, you know, motivations and things like that. But Charlotte and Caitlin get into like the nitty gritty of Star Wars and they talk about um, different themes within the movies and the shows and the books and they love talking about character uh, transformations, which is really interesting to me. So that's a really great one. Um, And their show I actually listen to pretty much every day, honestly. (laughs) I I re-listen to a lot of their episodes because they're just so rich with information that Sometimes when I listen to podcasts, if I'm working or if I'm driving or something, I space out for like a couple minutes and then I come back to it. And so I listen to their shows a couple times just to really get all of the information that they're sharing. And 
it's just a really good show. And I, I talk about their podcast all the time on the Dorky Diva show because they are just so impressive. And I think they've only been around for maybe a year and a half. Um, and they're already just killing it. Like they produce such great shows. So I highly recommend them. Yeah. It sounds like just kind of like this, like encyclopedia, you know, like it's just this like large amassed knowledge and like kind of critical analysis. And like, you can just always go back to it. Like, Oh yeah. I remember they mentioned, yeah. like they talked about this thing and you're like, yeah, you'd like rewatch it. And then like, yeah, this idea is like, if you had like footnotes on every, you know, I'm sure yeah, like in your show notes for the particular episode, like, if you're like saying like, Oh, I remember in like, you know, episode like 24 of like sky talk or, you know, it's like, always yeah. just like, that's like, it's my like list of references, you know, it's my evidence. Yeah. It's too to, to go back and watch things after they've discussed it. Um, because it brings like, like if they're talking about an episode of rebels, um, and they're discussing their thoughts on it. Well, I may have watched that episode and gotten something completely different out of it. So I'll watch it again and be like, Oh, this is how they interpreted this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's really neat. Yeah. Um, cause I think, yeah, sometimes it's hard, like, like a general point sometimes i don't like to read too much or like get too much ahead of time if it's like i know i'm gonna see this thing like i don't need to like sort of preempt it but then it's like you watch it you enjoy it and then yeah you get that critical analysis and then you maybe rewatch it with that like different lens of just like oh i see what they're talking about like oh yeah i didn't catch that the first time you know like definitely big movies like i'm starting to try to like give it a second chance if I was just like, oh, I was like so overwhelmed because I was just like trying to like, you know, keep up with everything or I didn't know what I should have paid attention to. But then you like go back, especially after like reading reviews or like listening to podcasts or something, you can kind of, you know, appreciate it maybe on a different I had to do that with Um, uh, La La Land. Like my brother went and saw La La Land when it was in theaters and he just raved about it and was going on and on and on about it. And all my friends loved it. And I tried to watch it one day and I was just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what the hype is all about. And I turned it off. Like, I don't know, 15 minutes into the movie. I was just like, mm, I don't think this is for me. And I tried watching it again. And the same, same thing happened. And then I watched it for a third time. And I was obsessed. And I like bought the soundtrack and was singing the songs in my car and like, love that movie. But yeah, sometimes it just takes me a few times to really understand like what people are loving about something. Um, and Star Wars for me is interesting because since there's so much different content out there, uh, I have to be honest, like I don't love everything about Star Wars. And like, for example, uh, with, with the newer movies, Kylo Ren's character is not interesting to me at all. But on Sky Talkers, Charlotte and Caitlin love Kylo Ren and they talk about his character all the time. So it's neat to hear, you know, what is it about this character that they love so much? Whereas I'm over here just like, you know, totally hating him, but... <laughs> It's just, it's so neat that uh, a franchise like that is able to serve so many different kinds of people. um, And at the end of the day, most people are usually pretty happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Not sure how I feel about uh, Kylo Ren either. Yeah. Conflicted. He's not my fave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, he's just a little brat. But it's like, oh, he's more complex than that. He's just so much going on. I don't know. Like. And I'm just like, I can see, I can see both. I don't, I'm always like a very relative yeah. person for better or worse too. So I'm just like, no, I see what you're saying. I also see what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't feel the same way. <laughs> like I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but I don't feel that way. Yeah. It's like, and that's okay. Cause I get, it's like, that's like the platinum rule of like fandom. Yeah. It's just like, it's okay for people to like, like things that you don't exactly. like and vice versa or whatever. Like, so it's just like, don't yuck yeah. the yum. That's like our, um, our, uh, almost uh, our tagline for the Dorky Diva show is basically, it's okay to not like everything because 
Brian and I have totally opposite opinions on Star Wars, but we really respect each other's opinions. And yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Um, and yeah, I just had another point too. It's almost safe to be like in the right mood or like energy level for certain movies at certain times or like, you know, cause I remember like I tried to watch Blade Runner <laughs> and I kept trying to watch it like late at night and I'd like, well, let me just like lay down and on my couch late at night after like a lot. Yeah. And I'd fall asleep. I'm like, damn yeah. it. I got it. Like, I want to watch this yeah. movie. And yeah. Like third time's the charm for me too. And I finally watched it. And it was like, on one hand, you know, it's just the classic sci-fi. And I was like, all right, cool. I finally know all these references. And it was like good, but also like. I was like building it up and it'd been so, such a long time coming. I was like, okay, this is never going to be as good as I thought it was going to be. And it was also like, you know, this like odyssey that I was on. But, um, so yeah, it's like, I just needed to be like, okay, like middle of the day, sit up yeah. and just like have like snacks and food to energize <laughs> me. So, yeah. um, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up the episode here. Um, on the optimistic note that we like to do. So um, what is you know, what are something or things uh, that you are looking forward to in your job, life, and or the world? Wow. Well, mostly I'm very excited about starting my business uh, and getting to know new clients and really building that platform. And at the same time, I'm just really excited about the future of the Dorky Diva because that brand means the world to me. And I feel like every day I'm meeting new people that read my blog and are similar to me and, you know, might have similar blogs. So I think I'm just most looking forward to growing both my business and my blog. And maybe one day they'll combine into one thing. Um, And then on a separate note, I'm really excited about Star Wars Celebration next April because that's like, that's where I get to see all my favorite people and meet new people. And it's just a really fun time. So yeah, just excited about all things work related and celebration. (laughs) Very cool. Um, well, yeah, all good stuff to look forward to and, uh, wish you the best of luck with uh, all that you do. And, um, really appreciate you, uh, making time for this and, uh, sharing all that you did. And uh, I'll definitely link out to all your stuff and all the stuff that we talked about uh, in the show notes. So, yeah, just thanks again and have a uh, good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you so much, Dustin. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU podcast network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.